Better work presentations are possible. They're called Canva presentations. You can supercharge your work decks with Canva presentations. Sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Just start with a prompt and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides in seconds or with a stunning template and add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from their massive media library. You save time and you wow your audience. Mm -hmm. I have never made one of these presentations and I never will, but there's a reason why Canva (laughs) is used by 90% of the Fortune 500 companies. 90%. That's a lot of percent. Yeah, let's get it to 100%, guys. Come on. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations by heading to canva.com. Designed for work. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hear me? I did. I heard you. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need. You just say that and they show up. They come jumping out of a shrub. Oh, cool. No matter where you are in life, when you need the coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, my name is J.B. Smooth. And I feel, oh man, you know, I feel as though Conan is taking advantage of me and he's putting pressure on people to be his friend. That's a big thing to do. It's like co-signing for a friend for a car that you know he can't afford. (laughs) (laughs) Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk and lose, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hello and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend mm-hmm. and a very happy new year. This is our first episode of 2021. <sighs> what does it all mean? I don't know, but it feels good to be out of it. Yep. Yeah. I think all of us are happy to get 2020 into our rear view mirror. Yeah. Thoughts about the new year, Sona? What do you, you know, do you have any resolutions for this year? Well, um, I want to put that vaccination in my body as quickly as possible and then uh, go hug Dede. That's going to be one of the big ones. Do you have to explain to people who Dede is? Dede is my grandpa. He's 97. I haven't touched him in like all year and I miss him. And so, you know, it'd be nice to hug him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the usual, I think it's the same resolutions I have every year, which is lose some weight. Don't look at my phone too much. First of all, I don't think you need to, I think you need to stop looking at your phone so much. Yeah. But you look great. I don't think you need to lose any weight. You say that, but then when you call me and I don't answer my phone, the wrath that I get from you. Untrue. Completely untrue. No, it's, and it's so passive aggressive. Oh, please. When When has anyone ever suggested that I was passive aggressive. <laughs> I defy you to find one example. Look through all these podcast tapes. There have been over 100 episodes and find one example of me being passive aggressive. I dare you to do it. Um, uh, Matt, insert passive aggressive I think here. You bring up something. Is getting this vaccine. Uh, Matt Gorley, uh, producer extraordinaire. Correct me if I'm wrong. I heard somewhere that, of course, people are saying frontline workers need to get the the vaccine uh, quickly and the aged need to get the vaccine quickly and they should be first. And of course, that makes perfect sense to me. And then someone was saying that podcasting was considered 
That, who was saying that? I well, swear to God. Someone... Yeah, podcasting did get designated as essential work because- How? I'll how? tell you how. I'll tell you how. How did podcasts because... get designated as essential work? Because That's 0.5% insane. of it is is like a journalistic podcast where the rest is absolute horseshit. And we got brought along with the, the journalists. So we no. basically got into a legitimate party by Jack Nicholson was walking in and yeah. we ducked under his trench coat. <laughs> and snuck into a party. I no, I was hearing this. I was hearing someone saying that, well, of course, podcasts are essential. They need to continue. And then I started thinking, what if we started a campaign on, on the podcast, which is, I need to get that vaccine. Oh no. <laughs> I need to get that vaccine ahead. Let me just make my pitch. Oh, no. Ahead of frontline workers. Oh no. People who are working in hospitals. Let me just say this. You don't know what it's like to talk to comedians. You have no idea what it's like to do ad integrations and try and make them funny. The pressure I'm under, the danger I'm in constantly, and I do think I could make some kind of, that America will cease to function if this podcast is shut down. <laughs> You're shoving doctors out of the way in line Can you to get how, to the front. How angry people would be. <laughs> I love the idea of me saying, hey, look, I just think before any frontline workers, people are like, Conan, oh. no, no, Conan, don't, don't finish this sentence. No, no, listen, I'm serious. I have a podcast. So what I'd like to do is cut to the front of the line. <laughs> Actually, have there be footage of me shoving a 98-year-old war veteran. <laughs> took the beach at Normandy. I took out seven machine gun nests. Yeah, stand back, Gramps. I have a podcast. A what? Where I, a podcast, hello, sir. How do I watch it? You don't watch it, sir. Look, oh. listen, I'm not belittling what you did to defeat the Nazis, sir. Uh. But I'm going to step ahead of you in this line and get the last vaccine for today. You can come back tomorrow. Because... I have to, yes, and during improvisations. <laughs> I have to come up with strange and funny observations off the top of my head at my leisure in a comfortable studio. So, sir, I will see you tomorrow. Well, actually, I won't see you tomorrow because I'm getting my shot now and I'm going home. And I may be dead. <laughs> well, sir, those are the risks you have to take. <laughs> You've convinced me. Good day. You know, when you started talking, I thought you were an idiot, but it does sound difficult. <laughs> Come to think of it, Normandy wasn't that hard. <laughs> oh, my God. I took a few shots in the shoulder, but the shoulder, it heals. <laughs> but you, I mean, having to talk to musicians and comics, <laughs> that's quite a wide variety of people to make funny. I think you should go first. And you have to watch the projects they've done. Yes, I do. I do have to watch some of the projects they've made for Netflix before I talk to them. Good God! You, sir, are my hero! <laughs> All right, well. Take my Medal of Freedom. This is a Medal of Freedom that was given to me for saving 55 people in my platoon. But I want you to wear it. Thank you, sir. I'll take that. Maybe you 
want to think about taking it? No, 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 I'll take it. I'll just jam it in my pocket. Just take it. You're supposed to wear it with pride. No, I'll just jam it in my pocket. It'll probably go in my sock drawer. I don't know. I got a bunch of medals old people have given me because I do a podcast, which is much braver than anything they ever did with the big depression in World War II and the Korean War. It's still going. I don't think you should put the Medal of Freedom in your son. Look, Gramps, you gave it to me. Once you give it to me, it's mine, and I decide where the Medal of Freedom goes. Okay? I got to go get my vaccine, and you should probably just head on home. I don't have a car. I have to walk. Well, that's your problem. I'd give you a lift, but there's not a lot of room in my Bentley. You have a Bentley? (laughs) Yeah, but I, you know. I got a couple of boxes in there, so I don't want to put them in the trunk. That would take a minute. Oh. Okay. Wow, I love thinking about the worst thing I could do. It's amazing. It's Your amazing. I'm very prolific when it that. comes to what is the worst thing in the world I could do. Uh, do you have resolutions? Maybe, I don't know, be nicer. Yes, I resolve <laughs> to get to the guests more quickly. Oh, you know, wow. I, I think sometimes yeah. I, I go on at length. Uh, in these crazy mental fantasies of mine of uh, belittling a war hero (laughs) so that I can get their Medal of Freedom and the last COVID vaccine of the day. I resolve to get, I resolve to get to the guest faster in this decade, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. And uh, with that in mind, my guest today, a hilarious actor and comedian who wrote for Saturday Night Live and appeared in such movies as, I think that, by the way, the best title ever for a movie, Pootie Tang. <laughs> it's right up there with, uh, what is it? Dude, Where's My Car? Where's yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wrote for Sign Out Live. He appeared in such movies as Pootie Tang and Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, you also know him as Leon on the HBO series Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've known this gentleman for a long time. He is an absolute delight and wonder. J.B. Smoove, welcome. You know, what do you you mean I'm pressuring you to be my friend? (laughs) This is pressure. You call a show, Conan, what's the name of the show? Conan needs a friend, and you call said friend who ain't sure he's even your real friend. You know what I'm saying? That's putting pressure on people. And I use a co-signer thing because you ever co-sign for a friend for a car, and and you got to go down there with them, they got to run his credit, and they got to run your damn credit. Right now, you're running my credit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You running, right now, you're running my credit. You're running my credit right now. And I'm, I'm looking at this damn salesman like, yo. You know what I'm saying? The first day you get the car, you crash. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. JB, you're likening being friends with Conan O'Brien as having to co-sign for a 1991 uh, Toyota Tercel. Yes, a used that's, car. Uh, a used that's, car. That's, miss, that's missing a rear panel. You know what would be nice though, Conan? Get one of those Suzuki Samurais. Now that's a car you co-sign a person for. So, you know, they don't, I don't think they even make those anymore. It's a Suzuki Samurai. You can find them, but it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy to Wait find those Samurais. So, you know, the top comes off and everything. You know, I understand. With a little lady on the side or something like that. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on in your household, but not, not your, you don't put your real lady in that car because they say those things tip over. So you put your yeah. side chick in that car. 
That's all. That's right. all I'm saying. I mean, that's all I'm saying. The Suzuki Samurai is for your, uh, you know, your 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 mistress, your side, your side. Same hustle. thing with the with the with the Pontiac Fiero. Remember the Fiero was to catch on okay, fire. For God's they call sake. it the Fiero, but the damn thing you started up, it catch on fire. That don't make no damn sense. JP. Either way, either way, if that car gets on fire. That's a hot chick. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Okay. You are saying that I'm not even as good as a Suzuki Samurai as sir, as far as being friends with somebody go, no. which is. Hard not. It's hard not to hear that and be insulted. Well, look, there's different ways of, of being a cosigner. Anybody else who, who's watching this is going to say, wow, is JB Cohen his friend or is he not his friend? Or is he just going to be a cosigner? And Cohen's going to get that car, he's going to drive off that lot, and bam, right into a damn tree. This is an endless stream of bullshit, uh, <laughs> JB. And, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, because it's going to be very hard for me to get a word in edgewise here. And it's my podcast, but here's the deal. <laughs> JB, I've known you for a long time. Yeah. When you were a writer on Saturday Night Live, yes. before anybody else knew your face, I used to have you come on the show, do bits for us, right? That's right. And you were always hilarious. You were always fantastic. <laughs> and I would talk to you. You were great, but you were always JB. You were always this guy. You've done a bunch of other things. Then you get on Curb <laughs> and you start playing Leon and everyone says, oh, my God, he's brilliant at this character. And I'm like, no, that's JB. That's who you are 24-7. I've run into you in all kinds of places and situations, and you are JB Smooth all the time talking a stream of bullshit. I try to be consistent. You know, I separate. <laughs> there's different levels of bullshit. See? And, and I, try to, I try to categorize my bullshit into different people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a certain level yep. of bullshit that Leon does, a certain level of bullshit that I do. See? I so see. you got to separate your bullshit. Well, what I don't want to happen here is my bullshit to intertwine with each other. You know, I, I don't want my bullshit <laughs> to start to go into other shit. Like, okay, right. you're a farmer, right? You're a farmer. You got bulls. Wait, why, am I, why am I a farmer? No, oh, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just using it as a metaphor. <laughs> all right, all right. So I just, you got to give me a second to catch no, up. No. You, suddenly I'm a farmer. I'm telling you, I, you're a farmer. You're talking about, you know, in Ghostbusters, they can't pass... The you know that they have these beams they shoot yeah streams they, these streams and they can't cross streams yeah because that's a big problem you're saying uh, bullshit streams cannot cross <laughs> or it will create just, a massive explosion I just don't want my shit to intertwine with, with other shit that's what I'm saying yeah so I use, a, I use a, the farmer metaphor because a farmer has oh. several animals on his farm he got bulls yes. he got cows he got hogs he got pigs. He got chickens and shit, hens, yeah. a rooster. Okay. We don't have to, <laughs> JB, we don't have to How come you never see more? How come you never see more than animals. one rooster? It's only one rooster. You know what I mean? Is the yeah. rooster a pimp? Is he like a pimp to all these chickens and shit and hens? And what's the difference between a hen and a fucking chicken? You know what I'm saying? It's a hen. I know. It's a uh-huh. hen supposed to be like the the, the fine one. Because they, they always got a yeah. better body shape. That's the one wearing, look at those uh, cartoons. That's the one wearing pearls. Look at the cartoons. Oh. The hen has a better body shape than the regular ass chicken. That's what I'm trying to say. So, the okay. hen is a higher level. We consider the hen fine, all right? Yeah. The rooster is like the is like some dashing, handsome ass uh, chicken and shit. They could call them rooster. They got that little red thing hanging from their. But I don't know how they could be handsome with that red little fucking gizzard thing hanging from their fucking neck. What the fuck is that red thing, Conan? You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. Listen, I am a professional it's like a little conversationalist. It's like a little punching bag and shit. Like, if like anyone out there understands how we got to this point this quickly, 
please contact okay. me and let me know how we got to the little thing that hangs off the rooster's throat so, from me mentioning Kirby, your enthusiasm. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. So, There's, so I don't want my shit to intertwine. I'm saying is this: when you're walking through, a, when you're walking through a, a farm and you, you're yep. on the farm walking, you might step in, yep. you might step in uh, pig shit, hog shit, right. chicken shit, right. uh, dog yep. shit, and bullshit. Yep. I'm saying that right. I don't want all the shit. To get all confused, you know what I'm saying? Can you? Is there a difference in shit? You know what I'm saying? If you go in the house and it's on your shoe, do you say specifically that's bullshit, or do you say, you know what, that could be any kind of shit? I got a lot of shit going on in this farm. That could be any shit of those animals. Maybe my one really cool talent is I can immediately tell what excrement comes from what animal instantly, oh. just by smell. So when people come into my home, I'm like, ah, oh, you stepped in raccoon shit. Why, you know, right. and I know immediately, I'm able to tell, <laughs> I, I'm able to tell uh, which species, wow. I can break it down. I can tell the sex of the species. Wow. You know, well, oh, I guess there's a, I guess there's a female kangaroo in the neighborhood. Yeah. You just stepped in female kangaroo shit. I can do that. Now, I can tell, <laughs> I can tell before, like I can tell before it gets on my shoe. like. Like some animals, shit like uh, a curly, a curly fry, like like it's like a curly fry and shit. You know what I mean? Oh you got a swirl oh to that God. motherfucker, like a like a like a, a Mr. Softy ice cream cone. Like you, you've been in New York, you hear the hear the sound and shit. It's like a it's a swirly kind of thing. I don't know if that's on purpose or I, I don't know how that happens, but it just comes like a swirl and shit. And sometimes it has sprinkles on that motherfucker. You put sprinkles. <laughs> Should we not do this? Should we just I, listen? Should we just should we just stop this now? No, because someone's gonna get hurt. Cool. Someone's gonna get hurt. This is this is this is called cosigning. I'm cosigning for your ass right now. You understand? This is a cosigning process. Are. We are both in front of this damn car dealer, and we're both sitting here. He's you. He's running my credit right now. He's running your credit. Evidently, your credit wasn't su- wasn't didn't suffice. <laughs> so he got to run. He, I got to give my my social security card number. My credit is a comedic voice. What you're saying is I came in with my comedic voice. Right. They said, you've got to get a co-signer. you got to get J.B. Smooth. Mm-hmm. You came in and still, still they need to check our credit. Don't blame this shit on me. You trying to find a friend. Don't blame it on me. You trying to find a fucking friend, not me. I got plenty of friends. You trying to find a friend. Your show is called, you know, calling you the friend. I'm trying to be there for you. I'm trying to co-sign for your ass right now. <laughs> okay, this got belligerent. Very quickly, uh, I'm just trying to make the point right. that you've always been this guy and you've been this guy through, I think, your entire life. Going forward, what I don't understand is where did this guy come from? Were you born this guy? You know what? Were you always this guy? No, I, I, I am actually a very down-to-earth, grounded person who's, it's like the fucking positivity oozes out my pores. It pours out. Like some people sweat. I love when people don't just say the very positivity, they say their fucking positivity. That's, I love that. It pours out of, my, out of my pores. It's just like, fucking oozes out of me. You know what I mean? So all day, I'm just trying to help people, man. I'm trying to help your ass right now. Like in some okay, sense, we know. in some sense, you know what I'm saying? In some sense, we're in a, a psychiatrist's office right now, right? In our mind. You know, you got a psychiatrist sitting in a, a, a chair, leg crossed, right over left, you know, a little pad and shit to write down <laughs> all the crazy shit that's going on in your head. Uh, right now, uh-huh. that's what I want. That's, that's what I do to people. But I'm not sitting in a chair with my leg crossed with a little pad. I am actually the fucking couch. So I'm I'm the couch and you're laying on top of me. I'm not laying on top of you? Fuck, fuck yeah. You're, you know, not, not, not like this. I'm more like this. You know what I mean? 
Like, okay, you had your hands fit. No, okay, this, you just because it's a podcast. This is something different. You had your hands together. You well, said we're not we're not lying crotch to crotch. No, no, we are lying no. we're like, like like this. <laughs> I'm the couch. You know what I mean? Maybe I got a few little throw pillows on me or something like that. But picture me, the couch. You know, it's more intimate. It's more intimate thing. Yeah, I, re- it's very hey, I recommend. I recommend most uh, psychiatrists to have their bodies like have a body cut out in the couch that they fit right in like Lego, like they fit right in that little slot, you know, and that way they could be, they can be the couch closer to their so patient. So this is fantastic. This is a fantastic idea. You're saying lay on the psychiatrist. You actually have to lie on top of the psychiatrist <clears throat> while you talk about your problems. So that psychiatrist is not only providing psychological support, but actual Physical low back attack. and leg support. Physical attraction Lumbar. Uh, no, who said attraction? No one said attraction. You just said attraction. <laughs> no, you must. You just said attraction. Your, you said attraction. Look, look, you said attraction. Your, of course, your psychiatrist has got to be like you have become. You got to become one person. I recommend also when you walk into your psychiatrist's office, you guys switch pants. Like he pulls his okay, pants off. Okay, for God's sake. What are you? No, I'm just saying. Switch you gotta, pants. Of course, you got to. You got to become one person. You got to become one. So. You've created an awkward situation here. This is more awkward than you just suddenly making me a farmer not minutes ago. You've just now said that I'm going to my psychiatrist. My psychiatrist and I, I'm attracted to this guy and he's attracted to me. And the first thing we do is we switch pants. If you want, That's what you all said. I'm saying is this, just like you want a friend, if you want that said friend or a psychiatrist to get in your head, you must connect. And right now, I'm just trying to connect right now. So if I can decide for myself, if I want to be your fucking friend, that's all I'm trying to tell you. Okay. Okay. That's all I'm well, I, I, you know me pretty well, JB. You've known me over the years. <laughs> We've known you for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, you. No, what is that all? <laughs> what is that all about? You know me. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. like that laugh. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Yeah. That's <laughs> the that's the shit that people do. <laughs> when someone cocks their mouth like this, that means like, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. So you're not buying any of this. You don't think, do you think we could really be good friends? No, I think, I think we could, but you got to connect though. I do believe that we should switch pants when I see you next time. No, I don't want to switch <laughs> pants with you, JB. Although I'll say this, you're one of the few guys who if we switch pants, yeah. they would fit. Fucking fit. Because yeah. you and I are about, right? We're about the same height. Same we're super, we're, su- we're lean yes, guys. Long right? and lean. We're long, long, long and lean guys. Yes, indeed. Long and lean guys. And you <laughs> like being long and lean, don't you? I love it. I love it, man. You know, you know. I don't know if I told you this, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a vegan, you know? Yes. Uh, vegan lifestyle is wonderful, Conan. You know, we also have a, um, a vertical garden here. So all of our vegetables from Thanksgiving, we actually grew in our own garden. You know? That's beautiful. Yeah, we have a, a vertical garden by this company called LA Urban Farms. Um, and we have. Do you get paid if you mention their name? No, but I don't get paid per se. But know what I get though? I get this thing called seedlings. I get a, an abundance of seedlings. Seedlings are what your plants will grow out of. So they call them, yeah, we call them seeds. Seed, They're just seeds, no, right? <laughs> yeah. Seedlings. They call them seedlings. There's no. a different process. They're smaller. A different process. And and that you put them in the ground and they grow. Well, I right? just told you it's a vertical garden. It goes up. It's in a, it's in a, it's in a silo. It's in a, like a, a right. But when you plant a seed, it it grows up. No, that's what got Jack and the Beanstalk fucked up. See, his dumb ass planted those stupid <laughs> ass seeds, grew the fucking thing up. Then he took his nosy ass up that goddamn vine to the top, and that giant whooped his ass. See, and then the giant beat his ass. Then he ran back down. 
Yeah, giant. I thought he got away. I thought Jack got away. He got Didn't away. Did Jack get away yeah, and he... get the goose that laid the golden egg? No. What? What? What am did I he? thinking of? I don't remember. I thought Jack got away. He did get away after said giant slapped the shit out of his ass and up there, up the vine for being in his house. He told him, yeah. fuck you doing here? Then he ran and then the giant- That's not how the story went. The giant did. did not say, what the fuck you doing here? He did say that. <laughs> and then the giant tripped and that's when the giant fell to his death and, and hit the ground. And that's when he, that's when uh, Jack got away. Because yeah. the giant didn't have life alert. He should have had life alert. That would have helped his ass out. I, again, <laughs> I've never seen a guy jump the tracks faster <laughs> than you. Hey, that brings me to something. One of my first little bits I ever wrote as a stand-up was about life alert. Because, you know, we had a commercial in New York, you know, I fall and I can't get up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. here's what I did. It's okay. You know, it, was, it was fine. And they would combine two commercials into one. Like the lady would say, oh, I've fallen and I can't get up. And then the operator would say, oh, it's okay, Mr. Johnson. We'll send help right over right now. We'll send help. She'd say, oh, no, it's okay. I just got this new carpet from Carpet World. See? See that? That's two commercials you- in one. <laughs> <laughs> she fell, but she Does enjoyed she die? it. No, but she, she die. dies no. on the night. No, she was comfortable. She, it was, it was, she fell. She fell onto the carpet, and the carpet was so okay. plush. And she was like, "It's okay. I just got uh-huh. this brand uh-huh. new carpet from Carpet World." That's combining shit together again. See, that's a callback. Yeah, yeah. See? I can imagine if, like, say you were involved in a lawsuit, and I was a lawyer, and I had to depose you, mm-hmm. or I was an investigator, detective, and I had to talk to you. J.B. Smoove, you were a witness, and I was trying to get information out of you because you had seen the murderer run out of the building holding a hatchet. You would get to Roosters and then Jack and the Beanstalk within <laughs> seconds. Meanwhile, the the bad guy's getting away. He's in another country by the time they even establish what you say the guy looked like. No, you just got to paint pictures. People need, you know what? People, some people don't like, you, you, I'll tell you what. You know why they invented podcasts? People want to see you and they want you to paint pictures for them and vividly express things like swirly uh, poop and, and freaking. And, and, <laughs> no one wants to envision and, that. And the combining of different types of, of, of shit on that farm. And people, don't, people don't understand we just it's say not it. why the podcast was in. Of course it was. Of course it was. If people want to see what you're talking about. They want to see what uh-huh. you're talking And the same thing goes for uh, holograms. Holograms are the same thing. Fucking holograms. You can't. A hologram is only good for a voice. See, a hologram can't be anywhere else. You can't be a hologram pimp because, you know, you know, they, the lady pays you and you go to put the money in your pocket and the money just falls on the ground because you're a hologram. See? Yeah, it's not very. You're right. A pimp is there to threaten and That's as it. a source of menace That's and protection. And so a hologram pimp is a complete waste of time. Certain people can't be holograms. Hologram mobsters. Pimps. Holocram bouncer outside a club. It's not going to work. work. He can't throw you out of there. You can talk as much. Right. You can talk all He's this like, shit. I'm sorry, you know, you can't come in <laughs> here. Get out of here. What are you going to do about you it? Walk right through him. Yeah, walk right through him. What are you going to do about it? And walk and phase right through his ass. You know what I mean? And walk your ass. <laughs> Here's the, the thing. One of my favorite things about working at Sound Out Live, and you worked at Sound Out Live uh, mm-hmm. as a writer, and, and I worked there as a writer at different times. But one of the things I love was being in the room with someone with, with a mind like yours because we'd get a good idea just shooting the shit, just talking. <laughs> I was lucky enough to be, I was lucky enough to be in a room with Robert Smigel and Bob Woo. Odenkirk and Greg Daniels and hilarious guys. And and we would just be talking. We wouldn't even be working. We'd be talking oh. and a funny idea would come out. I know that if I shared an office with you, all I'd have to do is talk to you. Oh. I would probably say three words. You would be babbling and then you'd get to hologram pimp. <laughs> 
And we're off to the race. Oh, We've man. got a sketch. You start creating that kind of stuff, man. But I do believe, you know, that was a great process. Not only just the, the writing part, but also the pitching. That was your test ground to see if this is even a good idea. You know, Lauren's very good at like he'll he'll smirk a little bit and he yep. and he would have a he would have a bowl of those uh goddamn edamames on his table. So yeah. it's like the, it's like a, a smirk, you know, grab one edamame. Mm. Oh JB. You know? <laughs> yeah. Anything else, JB anything else, JB? And he'll fucking edamames. You know what I mean? Yeah, those are the only things keeping fucking him alive. He has two he has four of those a day it, and he's been living oh, off those of those fucking edamame. I'm telling you, there's tedious uh things like that that you could eat. Like edamame, fucking pistachio, pistachio, fucking, yeah, crack those shits open and eat them, you know? And, uh, you yeah. know, pistachio. You burn more calories cracking the pistachio than you get out of the pistachio nut. You're goddamn right you do. <laughs> and have you ever cracked one open and the inside was a, a rotten one? You're like, fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? It throws you, it throws you, <laughs> you're like, fuck. You know what I mean? It throws well, you Well, we just, hey. you just learned a lot about what it's like behind the scenes at Sound Out Live with Lauren Michaels. <laughs> I'm telling you. The, the, Sometimes a, you bite a, into a, a pistachio edamame, and the inside nut is soft. This is, cra- this is crazy. I don't know how this should happen. One time I had an edamame. You know, you put it in your mouth, you pull it out. And guess what's, what was inside that motherfucker? What's that? Three fucking pistachios. I said, what the fuck is happening? Okay, all right. I said, what this the is, fuck just happened? You are. What the fuck just happened, Conan? I said, what the fuck is happening? You are not, I don't, Yo, you know what? I no longer want all I you. All I think about was, I no longer, somebody been fooling around. That's all I can think about. Somebody. I, I no longer want you as my comedy co-signer. Okay, I want you to somebody take been your around. Visa card. I want you to take your Visa card and leave. And I'll take my chances on my own. <laughs> But yeah. that's what, you know, that's what the pitching was. The pitching was, you know, getting, you know, you know, I, no, truth be told, I, I didn't get a lot on air. Legendary pitches, though. Fucking legendary pitches. <laughs> I didn't get a lot on air. So you would, you would have everybody in the room laughing at your comedy ideas, yeah. but very little of it ever could make it on the air as a sketch. <laughs> you know what I thought would make it, though, was the one about the, uh, the guy that used to work at a bank. He got fired from the bank. And then he got a job at Subway making sandwiches and shit, but he couldn't stop doing uh, bank stuff. Like he would say, "You want you want salami cheese? Let me get that salami cheese and ham on this." And he would lick his finger. (laughs) Like he's counting out bills. Counting out bills. He'd lick his finger like he's counting out bills, except he's doing it with deli meat. He's doing it with fucking deli meat. Oh my god, man! That's a sketch that has a lot of backstory. It does have a lot of backstory because you got to do a lot of backstory. We explain he worked at a bank, but then lost that job, and now he's at Subway, and that explains it. So how do you do the backstory for that sketch? How do you educate the audience about what happened before? That's the tricky part. That's my challenge. Here's what should happen. Anytime you go somewhere, right, to take care of business, right, they always ask you if I can help you with anything else. You always right. now. I always throw out the most obscure shit ever. You know what I mean? Now you do this in real life. Fuck yeah, keeps people on their toes. So, I, so you come to me and 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 uh, and you ask for a subway sandwich, and I give it to you, and then I say, "Sir, can I get you anything else?" Yep. And when you say that, I say some weird shit out of left field. Like I would love a nice shepherd pie. You know what? I love shepherd's pie. If you, would you happen to have some shepherd's sir, pie? Sir, this is Subway. This is, uh, we don't, we've, we've never, ever, ever had shepherd pie. We've never advertised that. That's completely off brand for us. You asked me, did I want something else that you can help me with? Yes. I want you to help me make a fucking shepherd's pie. <laughs> if you say that, you got to put up a shut up. Put up or don't ever say that shit again. You know what I'm saying? 
it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus... They also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loudspeaking play. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed mm-hmm. the great taste. Of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people 
who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> That's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn <laughs> members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You know, JB, uh, you were, and I, I found this out about you, and it makes so much sense because I've always thought as a such a funny comedian and actor and personality, you're so goddamn funny. I thought there's an element to you that always feels like a salesman. Like I equate you with that old TV show, uh, Bilko, starring Phil Silvers, mm. like the guy that's always trying to talk somebody into something. And then I find out that you used to be a salesman. Yes. That you had a lot of jobs back in the day. Mm -hmm. You sold fire extinguishers at one point. I did sell fire extinguishers. Were you a good salesman? You know what? I was good at getting in your house. You know what I mean? I was good uh -huh. at causing, you know, I'm very good at, 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 reading people. You know, I think that's yeah. where we came, that's where the, the comedic part comes from. And this is all before I became a comedian. So being able to read people was always something um, you need needed as a salesman. You gotta be able to get in the house. You gotta be able to be, I would knock on someone's door, you know, they would open the door and immediately I would put my foot down in the threshold so your ass couldn't close the door back. Okay, see, JB, you're, that's exactly what you're probably not supposed to do. No, you, that's, no, that sounds like it's uh, creating a threatening environment. No, you don't make it like obvious. You don't like pick your leg up here and, like, and stomp it on the, you know, ha ha. Once you say aha, they get suspicious. Aha! <laughs> Don't say aha. You just so when you kick their door, when you physically kick their door open and yell aha, you think that's going to cause Don't do that suspicious. shit. You, that, don't do that. That's the worst salesman ever. But when they open the door, you just put your foot on the threshold, you know, and you say, hello, ma'am, or hello, sir. You lean over about 30 degrees just to get a little peek into their world, what's going on inside that house. What you want to do as a fire extinguisher salesman is ask, do you have a fire extinguisher in your home? And you lean over like this. And when they say no, you say, hey, I see you have a bunch of baby toys over there. I see you have a grandpa in a wheelchair. See, you, once you do that, it lets them know that they ain't safe. You've got me wanting to get a fire extinguisher. <laughs> if you don't have one, you should be ashamed of your fucking self. you got to have a fire extinguisher. You know the number one thing? You're not even a fire extinguisher salesman anymore, and you're and I think you. I'm going to buy a, a fire extinguisher. I can still sell them, because I, I know what it takes to sell them. Let me guess. Your flaw as a salesman might be a salesman has to stay on track. Yes, always be selling, yes, always indeed. be closing. Mm -hmm. And my thought is that you knock on the door, they answer, you say, uh, sir, madam, uh, you put, you got your foot in the door, but subtly, uh, you, you do the 30 degree lean, you see grandpa in the wheelchair, you see the baby toys, you see the grandfather clock, you say, do you have a fire extinguisher? And they say, no, we don't. You say, you really gotta have a fire extinguisher. And they say, you know, that's probably a pretty good idea. And you go, why does a rooster 
have that thing coming off the bottom you of the feet. What is that? Wanna, what is that thing? Is, is the rooster the pimp? Is the rooster a pimp? You better do that. And then you've you lost better do that. That's a good salesman. Because they want they want to feel attached to you like you're their friend. And you know then I asked them, hey, do you have Netflix or do you have Hulu? Or, or, or do you have Amazon Prime? And I asked them while I'm doing my sales, my sales pitch, I tell them to put that movie backdraft on while I'm doing my pitch. <laughs> See? See? Yeah, that's smart. You gotta think. So they go and they put backdraft on. They put that shit uh, on. The, I, I, the Ron Howard uh, movie famously about fire. Right, and I, and I tell him to turn the volume down because I, 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 I don't want to talk over the fucking dialogue and you shit. Don't wanna com- you don't want to compete with uh, one wanna, of the no, Baldwin just turn brothers. The fucking, yeah. Put the shit on mute, but every once in a while I go, oh, I love this part. Every once in a while. Like every 15 minutes I go, oh, I love wait, this Wait, how part. long are you in the home? You sounds like you're in the home for as a long time. As long as possible. As long as fucking possible. And what I do is do my, I do my demonstration, but while I'm doing my demonstration, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing things out that you got going on in this house, you know, things that would be a problem. Like getting that goddamn grandpa through that door, doing a fire in that goofy ass wheelchair might be a problem. You know what I'm saying? You got to navigate yep. through smoke and shit and fire and shit falling down, you know, just like, just, just like on backdraft, just like on backdraft. See? This is ingenious. Yeah. I can see why you were a great uh See, that, that's why I was a great salesman. That's why I was a great salesman. Yeah. Because I, I got a pull in different elements. There, there's sometimes there's a show that's up and it's going and it feels like this show doesn't need anybody else. Mm-hmm. This show, this show is great the way it is. And I felt that way about Curb Your Enthusiasm. And then I heard that you were gonna join the show. Mm-hmm. And I thought immediately, I was so happy because I knew you and I thought this is gonna add such a fantastic element. And this is going to let JB be JB and really blow it up. And you did just that. You did that. You did a fantastic job. You're hilarious on that show. What is your process with Larry? What is your process when you do that show? Because you are so yourself in that program. You know what, Conan? It's like the only way I know how to do it is I got to be in the moment. If I overthink it, I can't get a natural reaction. One thing I try to do is I try to give Larry something he didn't know about Leon, you know? I try to give him something new all the time because my character right. doesn't have an origin. You know, he just came out of nowhere and next thing you know, he's living in Larry's house and Larry I can't know. get rid of him. <laughs> so I, I, try to, I try to give him something new since I can just make, uh, I can make shit up, you know? So I just started creating my own kind of, you know, even in season, was that 10? Yeah, we did this scene where we were talking about constipation. So I gave Leon, uh, um, he said his secretary was taking days off because she had constipation. And he's like, you think that's right? I said, no. You know, constipation shouldn't stop nothing. I said, shit. I ran a 5K marathon, constipated. You know? I was in a a hot dog (laughs) eating contest, constipated. And I still fucking won. You know? And I said, uh, I saw a a porno constipated. You know what I mean? And and Larry was like, you saw a a porno? Now, I didn't answer him. I didn't answer him because I could use that another time. I could use that, you know. I didn't want to overpower the scene about Leon doing fucking pornos and shit, you know? But my thing is, I choose in the scene whether I want to have Larry's back or do I want to go against him? Yes. Or the other thing you do that's so good is you go after somebody and Mm. you did it today, and I'm just going to assume it was a joke, when you pretended that you weren't sure you wanted to be my friend because it was like co-signing for a shitty car (laughs) and you didn't know if I was good, if I had the credit, and you came after me, and then I get to go after you, and we immediately have a lot of fun. Immediately. See, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's just a way of helping your ass. 
See, no, no. Now I'm really mad again. I don't need your help. I don't need your help. I don't need my help. But if I call sign for you, it's a possibility you can fuck my credit. Okay, see, now I'm realizing it's not a bit. Now I see, I tried to figure out a way intellectually that ah, up front you were giving us all a masterclass in improv, and you decided to go after me as if I was not a worthy friend. Now you're revealing I'm really not worthy of your friendship. No, you are worthy. See, here's the thing. When I once I give that dude my social so, social security number, <laughs> I'll tell you something. I cannot once, get you out of this analogy. Once, you are trapped in this analogy. Give, you are trapped like a mastodon in that. a tar pit in like, you know, 10 million BC. You cannot get out of this. You can't seem to get out of it. If I if I run into you six years from now, if you're in the hospital in a coma and I come visit you, you're going to wake up and go, why would I co-sign for your ass? And I'd say, what? We're back in this again? That's exactly what you would do. No, Colin, you know already, you are my dearest friend. But I have seen dearest friends fuck up somebody's credit. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Uh-huh. I'm just paying attention to what, what could, the possibilities are. It could happen. Now, let me ask but you something. you know, yeah. you are my buddy. You are, you are my buddy. We are, we're, we've you known know. each other a long time. And I, I got to say yeah. two things. One, every time I run into you, and I run, you are one of the best dressed people I've ever oh. met. And and I, I just, I mean, I bump into celebrities all the time. I go to their homes and ring the bell and it's never a long conversation. I'm asked to leave, but you, I've bumped into you several times and you are the most, you wear incredible suits. You are always oh. perfectly dressed and you take it very, very seriously, don't you? I wish time travel was a real thing. Cause I feel like, I, I, I would have loved to be around when that form of fashion, even the heyday of Harlem, you know, all these yep. amazing uh, suits and how people carried themselves. And every club had a doorman, you know, a dude standing in front, you know, in a yeah. suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always love speakeasies. And because, you know, everybody knows that a suit, when you get a suit, get out of here. When you get a suit, <laughs> right? Come on, get out of here, man. I'm not Mike Pence. Get out of here. There's a fly. I'm just a, a, I want people, I'm, I'm sp- there's a fly buzzing around because I, I don't want it's people same, listening. Same, same fucking fly. It's a podcast. It's not the Pence fly. That was, it is. That was, I, that was a long time. Fly. That was a long time ago. That fly died. They have a very short no. life cycle. Same fucking fly. How you going to tell me? I saw the fucking fly on TV. That's him. Okay, sure. You know flies. Okay. <laughs> that, that's him. I'm telling you, that's the same fucking fly. Yeah. Anyway, just explaining to people, it is a podcast. So when you said, get out of here, get out of here, I think they thought that you were losing your mind or maybe uh, suddenly growing angry with me. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So you Um, like a suit, you like like the way- I love a good suit, man. I love a good suit. I could learn a lot from you. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta make something pop. See, your skin tone, Conan, is begging, it's begging. Your skin tone is like a canvas. See, you gotta picture it like, like you naked as hell and it's this amazing- painter who's painting your body because your body's a canvas. You white as a canvas right now. I'm trying to tell you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, am I the whitest guy you've met? Do you think? You might be, you might be, you, you are a canvas. You understand? Slightly freckled canvas. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Slightly freckled canvas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some areas, no Uh, freckles. Some areas, absolutely not. Some areas, no freckles. I'm I'm sure you're freckleless in some areas. Yes, I am. But you're still a canvas. Your body, think about, and listen, you go shopping. Think about your body as being a canvas. What's the story? 
what what do you want to it's a sad story that's a, it's a very people. it's a tragic it's a tragic tale that's what it is yeah you can't be you know what i wrote a sketch on snl uh my first season it was called uh uh morty's the home of the 11 piece soup 11 piece you know? <laughs> like, yeah i know this I, i've heard this <laughs> it's such a great so, idea. An eleven piece. Explain how an eleven piece suit works. You got another. You got a, your vest. Got a vest. You know what I'm saying? You got, oh man, you got all kind of. Oh, Tony, you don't understand. You put. You say, what color do I feel like uh, wearing today? Mm-hmm. You put your. You figure your color out first. Then you grab your tie. Huh. You know what I do sometimes? Sometimes I put my tie on. Why? Like I just posted something on my on my Twitter and Instagram of me wearing a tie. With no, I got no shirt on. I'm naked. I'm naked as a jaybird. <laughs> But I got a tie. I got my tie on while I'm shaving. You know why? Because I want to feel my posture. That's me working on and seeing while I'm getting dressed. I'm get, while I'm doing something else. I'm getting dressed in my mind. So I put I, I pick a tie out that I would love to wear that day. I put the tie on while I'm while I'm still in my boxes or naked or whatever. I put the tie on and then I shave my face while while the tie is on. That allows me to think. Wait a minute. While I'm so you're shaving. naked wearing a tie shaving. <laughs> Doesn't shaving right. doesn't shaving cream get on the tie? No, it's this is all smooth already. See, I put the tie on down by the throat. You know why? Because yeah. I need a reference. I need a fucking reference to see what color I'm thinking about. If I love the tie for the day, I'll think about what's going to go with this tie perfectly. But, but I don't want to be in a room overthinking it while I'm in the closet going through stuff like I can't fucking find shit. But while I'm shaving, I'm relaxed. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. want to be in a relaxed state when you're getting dressed. Put the tie on, put the little cream on your face, shave your face. Still looking at your complexion, looking at your tie. Oh, I know what I can wear with this tie. It sounds to me like we have another difference, which is you seem to be comfortable with your naked body. Oh, you better be. Well, I'm not. I'm not comfortable with <laughs> my naked body. And and guess what? You shouldn't, you gotta be, be, comfortable. You shouldn't be comfortable with my naked body either because uh, it is uh, – it's it's something it's something I'm I didn't grow up that way. It's not the culture I come from. Are you happy being naked at home? You got to open up. We have this thing called Naked Thursday around my house. <laughs> called a Naked Thursday. This is you know what? this Thursday. is actually a true thing you do. This is real. Yeah. This isn't a joke. Naked Thursday. Yeah, it's not a joke. Every Thursday you get butt ass naked and walk around the house. You know what I'm saying? What? Now this is you, know, you so, and your wife. Yeah, me and my wife. And you're That's both it. naked. So here's what it is. Ladies like cute shit like this. So I combine naked ass Thursday and I and so every Thursday I meet my wife for the first time. Of course, we changed the story around a little bit, you know. So what I did was I bought one of those, uh, I bought some of those strobe lights like in the club, yep. the nightclubs and shit that blink real fast and shit. So you're walking, your body such as, you know, like you pop locking and shit. Yep. I kept on blinking ass lights, you know. I got a smoke machine and shit. Wait, you, this is happening boy. in your house and you and Fuck your yeah. wife are naked. We recreate, we met in a club. So we, I recreate the night over and over again, but I, I change the story around once in a while. You know, we do different things. So, the, the couch is the VIP area. The kitchen island is the bar. See? So what happens is I got a smoke machine and shit, but the smoke make the room more hazy. Yeah. Got the, the blinking ass lights. You know, I get my homeboy to DJ and shit, but <laughs> but I I, um, I make him DJ facing the wall. He, he yeah, can't. yeah. You don't want him looking at you. You don't no, want him. No, yeah, too, it's an invasion of privacy. It's too much shit. I tell you, you turn around, you turn the fuck around, and you DJ. He put his forehead on the wall while he's DJing. He put he's got a DJ with his head up wall. against the wall. That's a that's fuck a yeah. very that difficult. way. I know his forehead got to touch the wall, and he got a DJ while his head is on the wall. 
you know, that way we got our privacy. So you're, you, yeah, you, your wife's you comfortable, gotta have like that. you're comfortable and there's a lot of nudity and uh, that's, that's commendable. I think that's very commendable. That would not happen in my marriage. My wife and I oh, yeah. have still not seen each other naked. We, and we have- I call it Naked Thursday. You, you gotta theme it out. You gotta call it something. So I call it Naked Thursday. And you know why? Not just because Thursday's a great day, but no other day sounds naked. You can't put naked with no other, like Naked Monday. It just sounds dumb. Yeah. Naked Tuesday. <laughs> naked Wednesday. You know why? Because those days already got shit attached to it. You know? <laughs> you know, Monday's like, oh, Monday, back to work. You know? <laughs> you know, Tuesday, oh, Wednesday, hump day. They already got hump day already. You know? Yep. Thank God it's Friday. Everybody got their own shit. Right. But Thursday is naked Thursday. You sold in my me. House. Once again, you've naked sold Thursday. me. <laughs> what do you say, uh, JB? We're, but, we've been talking for a while now, and I want to know after this long conversation, what do you think about us really being friends, really hanging out? What do you think? And be honest. How do you think it would go? I'm going to be honest. I think, I think the first thing we got to do is we got to go shopping again. I'd we like should that. go shopping. I should upgrade. Uh, not just your wardrobe, mm-hmm. but your attitude towards your wardrobe. See, here's how you got to figure it out. You are doing that fucking outfit a fucking favor. You understand? Allowing it to wear you. See, that's how you got to think. You thinking like, oh, I got to put this shit on me. No, that shit. It gets to be on me. Fucking right. When you walk in that closet, they should all be all those suits and shirts and fucking underwear should be yelling out. Me, 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 yeah, me, me, me. Yeah, yeah, it should be like 1978 outside Studio 54. All my shirts and T-shirts and uh, sort yeah. of shitty, uh, you know, sweaters should be going me, 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 <laughs> me, me, me. And the underwear I've had since high school should me, be like me, 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 me. Yes. me. <laughs> yes, everyone should be begging to get on your body. <laughs> And, and well, walk around yeah. with And you. not even just clothes. I mean, also people. People on the yeah. street should want to be on my body. <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta damn near be insane when you're wearing a great outfit. When I meet people and I know I look fucking good, know what I do? I introduce my outfit to said person. I say, you know, hey, this is my good friend jacket. Suit jacket and shit. Say hi to the motherfucker. <laughs> See? See that? <laughs> I love that. that. So that like when yeah. you're on a red carpet and they want to know what you're wearing, you just go say hi to suit jacket. You don't say the brand. You don't say the designer. Say, you don't they, say this hey. is Hugo Boss. You go say hi to fucking suit jacket. You're damn right. And th- and sometimes these, these interviewers will ignore your outfit. They, they, they won't show the proper respect for your shit. It took you a long time to put that outfit together and show my outfit the proper respect and say hello to it, you know? Well, that's right. You know what? I'm going to say you are a uh, a delightful, hilarious uh, gift to uh, humanity. You always make me laugh. I've known you for so many years. Uh, before, I think a lot of other people knew you and, uh, you know, be- before your big success. And you've always been a hilarious and uh, delightfully nice and funny guy. And I, I, I don't know if this deal, if our credit, if my credit's going to come through, but uh, to take that analogy <laughs> even further, I would love, well, I, I just would, I, I love the, I, even the idea of being your friend makes me happy. Connie, you know, I love you, brother. And, you know, I always tell you, man, when I was sitting upstairs at SNL, typing behind that goddamn computer and that phone would ring and I would see your extension on that motherfucker, I would be like, oh, God 
please call me downstairs. Proud to say, yeah, I'm proud to say that you are a big part of my movement, man. And oh, when well, yeah, when, when you make people, when you know, when people give you feedback and they laugh, yep. or you or you can bounce off each other like this, man, it's it's like uh, you know, it confirms that you know you're it's a it's a checkpoint. I always think when yeah. when you can just hang out with somebody. Uh, as funny as you, and then um, that's part of your job. You did something right in a prior life. And uh, JB, I'm sold. I'm sold on you. I'm sold on the fire extinguishers. I'm sold on lying on top of a psychiatrist as I talk to him, my oh, crotch. Yes. Oh, wait, no, yes. his, how would it work? I guess my ass would be on his crotch, wouldn't it? Your ass would be on his crotch. Very good. That way, you know, when he's trying to make a point, he can grab your shoulders and say, listen okay, to me. God, see? <laughs> see? Listen to me. Why are you laying down? Listen to me. You know what I mean? Also. You know, you're a, and he passed his chest. You're a good guy. See? You're a good guy. Arm, he puts his arm around my chest. And yeah. yeah. And uh, every once in a while, he may, every once in a while, his hand may scratch your chin or, or rub your nose. I don't know. Do me a favor, JB. Also, please write up hologram pimp. Uh, yeah, please, please write that up because yeah. I love that idea. I love that idea. Or just give it to someone at Saturday Night Live and 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 tell them what the beats are because that's a hilarious. I love a pimp getting in someone's face and he's a hologram. <laughs> All right, JB, I gotta go. You gotta go. Um, I'm gonna go out and buy a. I'm gonna buy a suit at Sears. Is there still a Sears? Did Sears go away? I, I think you know it what? went away. I don't know. Okay, man. I'll go to. They, uh, they, might, they might still have the big S inside. I don't I'll know. Go to, I'm gonna get the a suit Sears. at Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, but, uh, oh, okay. oh. Right. oh, I like that idea. All right, I like that idea. Uh, thank you so much, JB. I love talking to you. Thank you. So, no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. Conor Brian Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Introducing ADT Self Setup. Featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cam and the Nest doorbell with a battery or wired option. Your choice. Easily install the ADT self-setup security system at your convenience. You don't need heavy-duty tools. And if you do need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. Self-setup from ADT grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams. They can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. These things are getting so smart. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just one quick tap. Now everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. 
When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, <laughs> you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are all trademarks of Google LLC. I think most of you know that uh, I'm not an experienced podcaster. I stumbled into this, bumbled into it. It's like I fell through a skylight, you know? I was in broadcasting and then I stepped on a skylight and uh, and crashed into podcasting and I love it. I yeah. really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun, but um, I don't really know what it is I'm doing. I just babble I like mean, a chimp on meth. And then, uh, what's Wait. that? Well, I think you are an experienced podcaster now. They, I was going to say the same thing. You've been doing it for like, what, two and a half years? Well, I'm saying compared to uh, television, which I've been working in since well, technically 1985, I feel I'm still a newbie. I'm figuring it out. But I like to every now and then check in and see how we're doing. I like to check on the state of the podcast. Mm. I feel like I am su- supposed to be in charge. Yet I'm stunned. <laughs> I'm stunned at the, the number of things I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, and you guys are always asking me to do things and I don't quite know what it means. <laughs> yeah, for instance, for this segment, you said, is this at the beginning where I say hi, hello? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I I don't think I'm supposed to know. Um, You should, though. Why? Because it's not hard to know. It's an easy thing to know. Did you know that Lennon McCartney uh, never learned to read music during their whole career with the Beatles? They didn't read music. They didn't understand. They just knew. They knew chord shapes. They knew how to make the tune. Now, some listening saying, oh, wait a minute, Conan, you're comparing yourself to Lennon McCartney? Right. And that's what I was just going to say. No, you're saying you're both of them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying I'm either one. I'm saying I'm both. Wow. I'm, uh, yes, I'm LaCartney. And I, no, gee, uh, oh I God. just, I, I just say things. And if you start getting into the technical, I mean, Matt, we have you there to go, mm, this is at 32 megahertz. Hello. Must, no, I'm your ma- George Martin. Are you kidding? Come on. Oh, oh so, so who does megahertz? Who's on that? Who's on That's that? Definitely Sam. Probably Sam. Sam. Sam's so Sam, you're in there. Sam, get your feet off the, the <laughs> Sam is in the booth so and he's got his feet up on a board that looks like it's worth six hundred thousand dollars. Would you grow up in a barn? Wisconsin. Okay, all right. I used to yes. get up at four in the morning, go to the barn, and put my feet up on the six hundred thousand dollars Sony console. <laughs> well, Sam, uh, are we? Uh, you're there monitoring levels. Is that correct? Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. And what does that mean? I don't even understand that. <laughs> it's just watching things, and if it goes wrong, then I just tell everyone that it went wrong. Okay. <laughs> I'm familiar with that. We have that in my end of the business as well. Is there a way to add more of a masculinity to my voice? Is there a way to do that? Is there a knob? I could overdub it later. Okay, yes, yes. (laughs) Overdub it with like a completely different voice? Yeah, if you could get Morgan Freeman, uh, you know, just to just put him in for my voice. So not even change like the levels on your voice. You want a completely new person. I want Morgan Freeman. I don't care what it costs. But I think if Morgan Freeman were talking my nonsense word for word, and we'd compensate him. I know he's probably got a very high price. Yeah. But um, I think technically the podcast seems to be going well. Uh, I'm told I, we have Adam Sachs, who's the guru behind it all. He's the he's the master puppeteer. He's Oz. Adam, tell us, how's the podcast doing? Is it a successful podcast? It's very successful. It continues to do well. We had to make some adjustments through quarantine. And we were, I, I have to be honest, I, I personally was a little bit nervous about those adjustments. We had never done a remote episode uh, up until the up until the quarantine. And we were pretty serious about avoiding any remote episodes because we felt like the 
the show would suffer. Yes, the idea of the show was always, I really need to be in the space, sharing the space, packed in very closely uh, with uh, the guests, and that it would be that compression of my energy and their energy that would help the podcast. So we were obviously very worried when we went to um, this technology where they're in a remote location. And I've, I, I, yeah, sometimes it's been a little hairy. Yeah. I think when we talked to John Cleese, John Cleese was on an island. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think he had one of four bars of Wi Fi. And I think yeah. he was eating a bowl of nuts and wearing a robe from a hotel. Yeah. And he was chomping away on nuts. And uh, speaking of nuts, it was an open robe. And, uh, oh, man. Well, when they set the, the, did the sound check with him, he literally didn't have a shirt on. Yeah. He had no shirt on during the yeah. sound check. He was delightful. And it's, you know, I, my dream, I've talked to him before, but my dream was, yes, the podcast with John Cleese. And then I find out that um, it is one step removed from a carrier pigeon. <laughs> uh, him, you know, a carrier pigeon flying back and forth with questions and answers. But uh, that worked pretty well. Yeah. And, um, huh? It did. Yeah. No, no, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to do that with my voice. I'm sorry. It the worked. technical achievement. I'm. I'm very proud of our people. I think there are a lot of times where people don't even know we're in different locations. Yes. And that's what I'm. Sometimes I'm a little deceptive. Like I want it to seem like they're here, so I'll say, "Oh, you know, Harrison Ford, your hair is a little in your eyes. Let me get that for you." Aww. And he's not with me. No. And we add that later on, and then people think, "Wow, he's touching Harrison Ford and adjusting his hair. That's so creepy." weird. I just add those in to make it look like we're in the same room. That's it's a weird thing to do, though. Yeah, that does, yeah. and I don't think anyone buys it. Remember when I said to Michelle Obama, um, "Do you want a bite of this Toll House cookie I'm eating?" <laughs> and I said, "Here you go." And then I I made a sound, and then I went, "Hope you liked it, Michelle Obama." That was me faking it to make it look like you know we were in the same room when, yeah. when actually that was a remote segment. It, oh, she wasn't in the same room. Yeah. Oh she, wow. That wasn't her going. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, when I said to Liza Minnelli, uh, your back looks like it's gone out. Let me get that for you. Crickle, crackle, crickle, crackle. And I said, there you go, Liza Minnelli. That was me doing all of that. Was that her moaning? No, no, no. That wasn't her moaning. I do all of it after they're gone, oh. but I do it so people think I'm in the studio with these people. Yes. Matt, well, what did we've you already say? recorded our episode with the Pope. So do you want to add one of those in for him? Yes. Um, mm, this is good soup. Would you like some of my soup? Pontiff, God's representative on earth. <laughs> then here you go. <laughs> oh, it's Pope Yoda. I know. What is that sound? Good it is. Mm, hot and steamy it'd be. Okay. There, oh. You're a good pope. Uh, good luck. You're a good pope. That's well, what you're going to say. So to anyway, the pope? I do that. I've been doing that. I listen to the other podcasts, and I hate to go, you know, be critical of the other podcasts. They don't make any attempt to fool the listener into yeah. thinking that yeah. they're in studio with the person during quarantine. They respect yeah. their intelligence. I like. Well, yes. I think what I do is ingenious. It's a, these are little little things I do that make it all seem much more intimate. Hmm. I agree. You know. I agree. Okay. Um, yeah. Anybody knows about technical stuff for the remember podcast, when Taylor Swift you. was on and everyone was like, "Oh, this is such a great interview." <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I hope she on? sounds like Yoda. No, you, no, don't be stupid. I, I, I'm very careful about how I do the voices. You don't know how that's what the Pope sounds like. Oh, but Taylor okay. Swift was on, and I went way out of my way to go, Taylor. I know you just finished that roast beef sandwich, Susan. There's some roast beef between your third and fourth tooth, right near the bicuspid. What? Let me reach over there and get that for you. And you heard, huh? 
Uh-huh. And I went, got it, got it. I just got going to grab that little piece of fat and, uh-huh. and then I went, there, I got it. And she went, uh-huh. oh. and I said, there you go, Taylor. And um, that was another thing I did to create the illusion that Taylor Swift was with me during coronavirus. Now we're never going to book these people. Yeah, the Pope and Taylor Swift. We're never going to get the Pope. No. The Pope has given us a hard maybe. (laughs) (laughs) A hard maybe. Yeah, a hard maybe. And Taylor Swift, uh, it just keeps going to voicemail. Uh, And you know what? It's an old- You're calling her personal line? (laughs) Yeah, and hard maybe sounds like a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, hard maybe. (laughs) Here's Taylor Swift burning up the charts with hard maybe. Um. Uh, I think my celebrity voices are pretty good. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Mm, so could it be, Taylor? You want? <laughs> Wait, the Pope and Taylor Swift are now in the same room? Uh-oh, yeah. And here comes their friend with a bad back, Liza Minnelli. <laughs> <laughs> Together again. <laughs> um, anyway, we're doing what we can. And I hope this is inspiring if you're listening, because we're all doing the best we can through this uh, pandemic to try and make adjustments. And I look forward to the day when we're all back in studio yes. with these people um, who will probably refuse then to come in because they know that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, do, are we ever going to get someone back in the studio? I don't again? know. I may never come back in. Yeah. I look Matt, at you. I miss you. I know. Yeah. I haven't seen you guys in person in almost a year. Mm. Really? Well, nine, 10 months. March. Yeah. Wow. Huh. It will be a year probably before we see each other. That's not true. Why do you say that? Well, don't you think? Because by the time the vaccines roll out and we can get out again, it'll probably be March. I'm gonna well, be first real of all, on the I'm going gonna, gonna to figure out some way to get this vaccine way ahead of yeah. first responders and old people. Okay. okay. Um, I'm just going to. <laughs> well, talk I'm, to the Pope. Pope Yoda. He'll do it. Do it? I will. No, I, that's just a joke. I would never do that. I know that sounds horrible. Anyway, onward and upward. Better things, as the kinks say, are on the way. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Beckton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.